And as always, we'd like to thank our partners, Firebird Rising and the beautiful game network, BGN. You can go to their websites to see more of their content at firebirdrising.coreair, that's K-O-R-R-A-I-R.com, or at bgn.fm. And let's get to the show. Welcome to this special edition of the Rising as One podcast. This is Dominic Kearns, and on the phone is Jeff Went. And we're here because breaking news on this Monday, Patrice Carteron is the new head coach for Phoenix Rising. So, Jeff, what are your thoughts so far? Well, looking at the release that uh, Phoenix Rising sent out earlier this morning, uh, I think this is nothing but a positive uh, hiring for Phoenix Rising. Um, obviously, a man with a lot of uh, international experience. Uh, you know, you've got the experience in, in League One in France. You've got the experience with the uh, international team with Mali, where he, he, uh, he took them and rose them to a almost top 20 ranking uh, in the world, and then uh, went to uh, TP Mazembe to win uh, two league titles, three African Super Cups, an African Champions League title, uh, moved, to, moved to Egypt and, and uh, had, a, had a great season with Wadi Degla, and then uh, took Al Nassar to uh, qualification in the Asian Champions League. You know, I think this guy has, comes with a, with a boatload of experience, even though he's only uh, forty six years old. I mean, I think that has a lot to you know a lot to do with this. A, a fairly young signing, so I think that bodes well. Um, I know you had some interesting comments about you know what what he's done as well. So yeah, um, I mean, from my perspective, he like you were saying brings a ton of experience to the table even though he is relatively young. Uh, I think to me it shows that, uh, once again, this ownership group really wants to show MLS that we're very serious about getting to the top level. This is a guy who has coached in Liga. He has gotten a team promoted from second division to the top division for their first time in their history, and that was back in 2011. Um so you see that we already have all the elements of our proposal, and now you see that we have this guy in his coach. If you're Don Garber, this is just another document, or just another thing to show we are ready to go to MLS, and this is our guy. This is a guy that we plan to keep for at least a few years, and hopefully he can be part of the transition that gets us there. One other thing... Um, so he has a background coaching in Africa for several years now and played professionally in France. Didier Drogba also, background in Africa, played professionally in France before he moved to Chelsea. I think Didier Drogba played a role in this hiring. How much of a role, I'm not sure. But I'm sure that his voice was heard. I'm sure that these two men get along well. And 
I think it's a real opportunity for our academy um, to start getting players in from Africa. If you're a young African star, the allure of getting to play under a manager who has had success with Mali, who's had success in Egypt and in Saudi Arabia and in France, that's got to be a very strong selling point. Yeah, I think it is. And another interesting thing, you know, we talked uh, on the podcast yesterday talking about what kind of role we were looking for in this new head coach. Um, his background in when he in his in his playing career was a defender. So I think that bodes especially well. We were asking for a defensive type coach to come in and, and kind of turn things around. You know, you've got a guy who played defender for for many many years. You know, over in France, played a little bit in the English Premier League. Um, I think you couldn't ask for anything better than a than a defender being on the line. You know, knowing what that takes, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a huge move going forward. Definitely, and and you say knowing what it takes. Before he became a coach, he had a long playing career in France, and actually, uh, you know, the French Division One Liga. He they he. Let me rephrase this. He was named the right back of the year for Liga twice during his 16-year playing career. So. Players will respect him not just because of his coaching experience, but also because he's been out there on the pitch, and he's put in shifts at the high levels. So, so I, I think this this definitely sets up as an advantage for us. I mean, not to say that not to say that either Frank or Rick, you know, are not defensive minded coaches, but I think when you bring somebody in of that experience who has played as many games as he's played in his career on the back line, it can only it can only mean more and be an advantage to this club to be able now and say, okay, we have somebody that's played on the back line who knows what it, how important the back line is, you know, to a team. I think you can't ask for anything better at this point. Definitely. And this also as mentioned on the podcast yesterday, you were saying Brad Sesmat was saying one that we could hear coaching names soon, an official announcement soon. Uh, and two, he said on Twitter they were looking at big names in Europe. Well, this hire checks both of those boxes off, don't you think? Yeah, it definitely does check both of those boxes off. I mean, you know, when you can sit there and, and have somebody that has, you know, that, that had the experience in the leagues that he's had, you know, you can't, I mean, granted, he's not Jurgen Klinsmann. He's not Diego Simeone. He's he's not that type of name, but he is the type of name that has experience around the world, and I think that's what you need if you're going to move forward in MLS. You need to have somebody who has that international experience and can be able to spot the type of talent needed to get to that next level. Definitely, um, and I mean. So a lot of times you don't even need a huge name uh, because I don't know about our listeners, but I can only name a couple MLS managers off the top of my head. Um, so, I mean, does it really even matter that much? It really comes down to who is going to bring the best out of your players. And at every stop so far, he has brought the best out of his players. 
So I think that's a reason I'm optimistic. Um, I noticed in the in the press release the quote given from um, Carteron. He said that he followed his heart here. Uh, he was very impressed by the project and has a fantastic feeling about the ownership group, coaching staff, and new stadium atmosphere. My heart told me to pour my efforts into Phoenix Rising. I think you have to give some credit too uh, to Phoenix's ownership and their ability to pitch not just players, but now this established head coach to come here for a relatively unknown project. Well, you got to remember, you go back to the beginning in August when they first bought the team, you know, Burke had told us that, you know, he had approached Didier Drogba right away. I mean, we don't even know, you know, we know that Frank resigned a month ago, but how long has this process been in the works? I mean, to me, you read a quote like this, you know, that he's impressed by the project, that he's he has a great feeling about this ownership group. Could this have been a month or two in the works? I mean, I, I seriously think that's a possibility. And if that's the case, you know, you know, Carteron has had the opportunities to sit back, look at things, see how things have developed over the months, and come to a decision and say, yeah, this, this could be where we're headed. And, and for all we know, you know, when the MLS visit was here, you know, a couple weeks back, for all we know, Carteron could have been here and could have been involved in some of those discussions, and, and they knew at that point that that this was the type of person that they needed. So, I mean, I, will we get all the answers to those questions? We probably won't. But, you know, I, I, I have a sense that some of this may have been in the works already. You know, the more you described it, the more I'm starting to uh, feel like you got a point. Uh as you mentioned before, the Didier Drogba recruiting process took over half a year. Um, I don't know if it took that long here. I doubt that, but you know, it's it's uh, very possible that this was going on for months, maybe even before the season started. Which then, I mean, you have to ask questions like, you know, how how uh, legitimate was the Yallop resigning for family reasons? as opposed to here's this guy that we have in mind in the long term and I don't know. I, I you can't make any assumptions about these kinds of things, but it is interesting. Yeah. It, it is very interesting. But I think, you know, now we've got the guy in place. It's time to move forward. Obviously he won't be here until the first week of June. So that means Rick Chance will be at the helm for at least the next three matches. I guess the next question that will that will come weeks down the road is is you know will the staff continue to remain the same and will you know will Rick and will Corey still be on the staff when 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 Patrice shows up I'm assuming they will but that you know we're gonna have to see in time where the rest of this leads down the road so definitely and I you know I think most of the discussion so far has been looking at this from a long term lens because. Ultimately, it feels like this is more of a long-term hire than an immediate hire. To put it a different way, I don't think he's getting kicked out the door if Phoenix Rising doesn't make the playoffs this season. Whereas I think if Yallop didn't make the playoffs this season, then you have to go in a new direction. But 
we should talk about what the immediate effects are going to be of this hire. So what are your thoughts on that? I think the immediate effects are obviously going to be how does the back four stack up? I mean, does he decide to stay with, you know, the, the, the guys he has back there, or is he going to change some of that up? I think only time will tell that we're, you know, we're going to see where this all goes. You know, I think he's, you know, he's going to take the next couple of weeks to, to not only watch the matches, but to really maybe start evaluating the talent level of what he has to work with back there and, you know, maybe craft what he feels is the best group that he can put forward. Right. Um, it's, could you see it being like a rough transition and then things get better as the season goes on? Or how do you see? I, I could see, I mean, I, I think it's going to depend on what happens in LA and I think it's going to depend on what happens with OKC energy. And then, we'll, you know, once, <laughs> once that all kind of settles in, you know, he'll have a week to put his team together for Vancouver on the 10th of, of June, which would be his, you know, which would be, you know, Patrice's first match with the club. Um, but for all we know, you know, behind the scenes, Rick and Corey may already be instilling whatever plan that uh, Patrice has for this club as far as, uh, you know, what kind of, of style he wants this team to play, what kind of shape he wants them to have on the field. You know, we could start seeing that as soon as this match, you know, this week with L.A. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Definitely. And, you know, for Rick Chance, too, I mean, yes, he's been an interim manager for a few matches. It looks like he will still have a couple more with that title. But from his perspective, this could be an opportunity for him to land a permanent job next season with a different USL franchise, because you have to think Carteron is going to be here for the long haul. And if Carteron's here for the long haul, I'm sure he's going to want guys that, that he wants to be uh, you know, part of his staff. Now, whether that entails Rick and whether that entails Corey, we don't know that at this time and, and probably won't know that for a while. But, you know, Rick has a storied career. You know, you go back to even when he was down in FC Tucson time he spent down there you know i have no doubt in my mind rick you know is is a quality manager in this league i think he would do just fine finishing out the rest of the year with phoenix rising and, and could probably do something with them you know but you know being that this is the direction phoenix rising wants to go you know we'll see what happens with rick and we'll see where where it goes from there but you know i i think rick is a great manager and has has nothing but you know positives as he goes forward you know you look at the openings they're going to be out there next year you know you're going to have a you know you're going to have a team in fresno in a, in a year or two you're going to have a team possibly you know rumored in las vegas in a year or two um could you know could fc tucson take him back after everything you know it, I, I think the, the options are limitless right now for him right um i don't know if there's are there any other points that you wanted to hit in terms of this head coaching thing? I mean, the one takeaway for me is, and it's consistent with what everything this organization has done, uh, has shown. And that is, this organization is operating like a first-class MLS franchise. We aren't branded that way yet. We haven't been told we can sit at the big boys' table yet. 
but this ownership group and this team is doing everything possible to make it clear that we want to sit at that table and we are doing everything we need to do to sit at that table and this hire is just another example doing due diligence and getting a guy that has a legitimate resume i totally agree with you i you know you know this this is sending a clear message i mean this this says we want to be there you know we're not making this hire just to make it just to get us through the rest of the season no we have a plan we're moving forward with that plan and that plan includes having the best talent we can have available to us for what we can do that's bringing in Omar Bravo that's bringing in Sean Wright Phillips that's bringing in Didier Drogba now it's bringing in Patrice Carteron you can't ask for anything more from this ownership group you know they're checking every single box off you know and I I agree with you I think it's only a matter of time before MLS comes back calling and says we're ready for you let's play ball yeah and i guess it just comes down to whether that's going to be later this year or maybe next year but i mean the way that they're operating right now it seems like it has to just be a matter of time this has to be a frustrating feeling for some of the other usl franchises that want to get into mls like a cincinnati or a sacramento one of the places that you're thinking we've already shown we have a bunch of fans and we would support a team in MLS. And now here comes this other squad out of nowhere, this time last year playing in front of under 2,000 fans. And uh, I mean, it, it, I can see why that would be frustrating from a different perspective, but from, an, from a neutral perspective, the Phoenix bid is just looking better and better every day. Yes, it is. So I think that's all we can say right now for this new hire of Patrice Carteron, um, unless you have anything to add. Um, no, I think we're all good to go. All right, well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining today, and we will be back with our regular podcast next Sunday.